Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Morning, everybody. Hey there. Hey there. Hey, wow. Well, Good morning. Done hey there, yet? That's a new one. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Heidi ho there, friends. <laughs> Heidi ho neighbor. Yeah. Who's the Wilson? Oakley Doakley. <laughs> Ned, Ned Flanders. People used to call yeah. me that, and I don't think it was a complimentary thing. They called but you I, Ned Flanders. Or they yeah, called was, you Oakley Doakley. No, the, the Ned Flanders. Yeah, okay. I didn't even know who it was at the time. It was in in Spokane when I was working for a company there and. They all knew I was a Christian and yeah. apparently thought that I was a nerd as well. So I thought you were doing <laughs> home improvement. I started out there. Oh, okay. yeah. I just kind of ran, ran, ran the right. gamut, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a band out there. I don't know. I, I, they might even be called like the Ned Flanders band, but like, they all dress. They're a heavy metal band and they all dress like Ned Flanders. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and they're like thrash metal. Or something like that. That makes yeah. no sense. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> May have to see that. But that, that's their gimmick. Yeah, Google it. You'll find it. <clears throat> Interesting. Right. Yeah. Speaking of metal, did you hear that they made a sunny sandball day in San Diego? Wow, no. That's like huge. Wow. So the actual city of San Diego, huh. I think it, I think it's June 23rd now, every year, is sunny sandball day. It's my anniversary. Mm. Wow. That's wild. Well, lead, lead two singer, things to celebrate now. Yeah, lead singer for POD. <laughs> yeah. Anybody didn't know, what, but it's just kind of that's kind of bizarre. I mean, that's a big city, man. Yeah, yeah. So, his family <coughs> lives in this area. That's part of the connection they as did. well. So, I think they. Oh, did they? I think, yeah, I think they've been gone for a while. Oh, okay. So. Well. Yeah. 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 His mom. Well, his dad used to come on the coffee house all the time, and then yeah. his mom used to come to the women's <coughs> Bible study mm-hmm. when the door first planted, and then I think they moved to maybe I want to say like Denver. But they're all from San Diego, so huh. uh, not that anyone cares. No, but that's you know it's a big deal if you have a big city like that. Yeah, it's I thought that was wild when I heard that. I was just kind of like, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to have a Brent Maxwell day in any town. You might, you <laughs> so, might have one in yeah. Lapine. Yeah, D- D- David and I would will declare a Brent Maxwell day. Okay, I'm yeah. down with that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What what day would you like it to be? It's right now. It's good. All right. Today is yeah, June 29th. We hereby declare today is Brent yeah. Maxwell day. Boom. Sweet. Done. June 29th. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on, what? <laughs> All I know is it's about time. I mean, I. You know. What are the Brent you've the festivities Brent. on Brent Maxwell Day? Like what? What, what do we do now? Wear Crocs. <laughs> we do like Festivus. <laughs> Feats of strength. Yeah. We can. Well, we can. Well, like, it's kind of already taken, but we can like strain our back. <laughs> yeah. Wear Crocs and hurt your yeah. back. Sneeze and hurt your we back. Can walk. Yeah. Okay. I've been on a decent run. I don't want to blow it or anything. But the last time I hurt my back was when we went to Arizona for Jordan's graduation last December. That's pretty good. You're on so, a roll. Yeah, that's a good run. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't just jinx it right now. Yeah. Yeah. New record. <laughs> anywho. Yeah, anywho. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go jump. somewhere where there's elevators and just get in and out of the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, could In and out, in and out, yeah. in and out. Okay. Te- teach strangers lessons. <laughs> It, this, day's, uh, anyway. this day's turning into something I'm not enjoying. <laughs> this is a rad day. I'm liking it more and more. This, is, this might be my favorite holiday yeah. going forward. <laughs> I got a problem with you people. <laughs> yeah. It's not make fun of Brent Day. It's honor, you know. Well, well of course. It's kind of an honoring thing. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> Anywho, let's jump in. 
What's what we're in. talking about? All right. Well. So uh, June is, is kind of like <clears throat> wedding month, and all three of us got married in at different points in June, about a week apart from each other. I what, think. What's so. it, what day is yours? Uh, June, June 21st. Okay. So last week. June 21st. Yeah. I'm the 23rd, and you're the 30th. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's pretty close. Within two weeks, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, in light of that, I yeah. thought it'd be kind of kind of interesting to, to talk about the subject of marriage. And uh, <coughs> so to start it out, uh, how long have you been married and what's something you remember about your wedding day? Mm. How many years, David? Uh, well, 30. It'll be 30 in a couple of days. So Yeah. And uh, You said tomorrow, June 30th? Yep, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Yep. And uh, you, Chad. You do that. Chad, stop. Uh, <laughs> and um, our wedding day, we, we actually ran away from everyone. We didn't want a big wedding. We wanted a super small wedding. So we ran up into uh, Big Bear, Southern California, into the woods and went to a small chapel and hired a dude at this chapel to marry us. So we had like maybe eight people, like immediate family at our wedding. But what I remember is that people were betting that day <laughs> on how long it would last. So. Nobody thought 30 years was oh, going to happen. 30 days, I mean, yeah. was yeah. like it, you know. And here you are. Yeah, yeah, we were a mess. So, yeah, here we are, 30 years. So, yeah. Thanks. Miracle. Pretty cool. Yeah. How about you, Chad? Yeah. Uh, we just celebrated 26 years, <clears throat> so not quite 30, like yeah. you guys, but we're on the way. Uh, our wedding day uh, was a, you know, first day of summer, June 21st. Beautiful uh, summer day uh, with a nice light breeze uh, until 1 p.m. in the afternoon. And the light breeze was not light anymore. <laughs> what time was the ceremony? <laughs> 1 p.m. Oh, oh, yeah. oh perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was in the park. Yeah. Uh, so God know. was betting against this thing. I don't know. Maybe it was an omen. Yeah. Uh, but, but it gets worse. Oh. <laughs> but it gets worse. It, it gets worse, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the story ended well. Don't, don't get me yeah. wrong. But. 26 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, the wind picked up. Like, Jill's veil blew away. And uh, we had an archway. And, like, somebody had to hold down the archway. Even though it was, like, staked into the ground, it was kind of wobbling in the wind. And that kind of thing. And uh, right at the very end, uh, as we were kissing, uh, this tree branch breaks off of a tree and conks Jill's grandma on the head and knocks her out cold. Wow. So like, you know, <laughs> while while we were kissing, we just hear this, <laughs> ah! and we turn around and like there's grandma laying on the ground. Just it's, out cold. Yeah, out cold. Is this is this like on video anywhere? Probably. <laughs> Because I I wouldn't mind seeing it. This was someday. back in the day when you had like the over the shoulder video. Camera. No, we we had that at ours. Like I think there were a couple yeah. of those there. Yeah, we had that at ours. Uh, anyway, oh. uh, so they had a call, like an ambulance came down into the park and took grandma and took her. I mean, she ended up being okay, but like wow. missed the reception and Jill's dad wasn't in any of the pictures because he was at the hospital with his mom. And wow, that was in Prineville. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's hardcore, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Crazy, crazy story. That's pretty good. So that's hard to forget. You know that. Yeah. Wow. How about you? Uh, 33 years uh, this last Friday. Yeah. And then uh, the, the one thing, I mean, it was a pretty normal wedding all in all, but I was paranoid about people decorating my car because mm-hmm. you know how I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I locked uh, mine in the garage. So I didn't bring the car. And I, I was yeah. very worried about what they were going to do. I don't know why. I don't think anybody would have done anything terrible. <laughs> but, car. So, no, we didn't. We, we got, I know what we got, I would have done to somebody's car. So, yeah, yeah I took precautions, too. Well, I wouldn't have even done that, but I still didn't <laughs> want that. So, anyway, we didn't get, we got a ride to the wedding. And then we were there, you know, kind of the last few people there 
that day and uh, we didn't have a ride so we're, we were kind of like <laughs> stuck so that's what i remember uh unfortunately we had we found somebody that was still there and yeah. uh, they, they gave us a ride to, it was long before the days of uber yeah 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 so we <laughs> yeah we basically stranded ourselves there with no car which was kind of funny but hmm. um yeah it seems like a, a long long time ago in some ways and in other ways it's just it's been just kind of a, a blur i can't yeah uh, on one hand, I can't remember not being married. You know, I've been married more of my life now than I haven't been. And, and then, uh, you know, in other ways, it's just, it, it's gone by extremely fast, too. Yeah. So yeah. we got married in Coeur d'Alene, by the way. So that was yeah, when we li- still lived there. But 1990. Yeah. Crazy. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, um, what kind of preparation did you guys have beforehand? Just the normal normal kind of stuff? or Yeah. we We had dated for like two years. We met when we were like super young and then when we thought we were going to take a run at this thing like an official run at this thing <laughs> we were seeing a, a a psychologist just some lady that the college recommended um over just our total dysfunction in dating and then it turned into like premarital counseling and turned into her going like you guys are stupid like you guys should not be together or do this and um so then out of anger i went to my parents biblical their their pastor at their church for pre for biblical premarital counseling and he said the same thing he like went through some stuff and was like this is stupid don't Don't, do this don't don't do this (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense so uh that was it uh and we did live together unfortunately so that that i uh, probably counts these days as uh <laughs> prep um oh. at least people think it does right um and yeah we wish that we would have done things right um but we didn't do things right so we were we were full on living as if we were married and in, in a covenant relationship before we ever were so yeah we got off on the wrong foot so yeah that was all all our prep stuff it was all negative it was it was all red flags and disaster <clears throat> So the premarital stuff wasn't necessarily helpful. Or I don't remember it being helpful. <laughs> you like, ignored all the advice. I don't remember like like walking away with like a nugget, like, oh my gosh, that's going to stick with me the rest of my life with merit. Like, I don't remember yeah. that, but I was just so young and, and stupid and prideful and, um, you know, defensive and everything else that, yeah, I don't think I was I, able to I, hear I think anything. in general that that does help in a lot of ways when you, when you go through premarital counseling. It it kind of prepares you, but yep, sure. but it can't fully prepare you, you what, know. What that's I, the Yeah. I think what I did know going into it more than anything was that this is a big deal and it's for life because I saw my parents do it. Yeah. So like that was something that I had built into me was watching my parents' marriage and going this is just what marriage looks like. Right. Like like when you commit, you commit. Yeah. And uh no matter what and you just, yeah, go. You do life together. So when we when we marry yeah. people, we always make sure we we have a, a period of time beforehand where we go through uh, premarital counseling with them. We won't marry somebody without that, just to you know try to make them as prepared as possible. But yeah, you know the rubber hits the road after the ceremony when when the marriage starts. And I often think we should probably do pre postmarital Post, counseling. Yeah. yeah, like six months to a year afterwards. It's almost more important. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, know that like, that ever happens. But it should. <clears throat> No, I think uh, we'll get into that more. You should revisit, like, everything that you go through in premarital counseling at the one-year mark. Yeah. (laughs) Like, about a year into marriage, you should go back and recover everything that you covered. 
And, yeah. and I think I'm discovering that the more that I marry people and watch their marriages, it's like, yeah, the, yeah, the first yeah. year is, is the one of the honeymoon biggest. dude, pink cloud. Well, you've got that, but then you've also got the, all the adjustments of trying, the to, trying to figure out how to learn the to realities. live with people. Yeah. Right. You know, right. stuff yeah. that, you, you know, just weird stuff, yeah. you know, that, that but I, I would to, say you're a little punch drunk, like you're, you're a little, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of on a pink cloud still that first year. Um, but that's about when it starts to kick in, Yeah, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You guys have the, yeah. the typical premarital counseling kind of stuff too. Yeah, I don't honestly don't really remember anything from it. Um, you know, we dated for a couple of years. We were kind of young and dumb, and yeah, probably mostly just had one thing on the mind at that point, and didn't pay much attention. I don't think to the buying a house. Yeah, that was the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Grocery shopping yeah. together. <laughs> Good. Moving on so, uh, for no. Pampers. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and kind of like you, like I don't remember like any you know kind of nugget or big takeaway i mean maybe there was i mean it's a long time ago now yeah um yeah i just don't remember like anything super profound and i'm not not bagging it or saying it was bad or anything like that it just you know probably was young and didn't really value it probably for what it was you know at the time we had both uh, joy's dad because he was part of the ceremony and then my pastor in coeur uh, ashley day did part of the counseling since they were both going to be involved in, in so you guys had a left right hook yeah it was actually kind of yeah. good boom. we got we got um you know um Good stuff from both of them. And no. I just want the one thing I do remember that was uh, kind of shocking to me is that we took some kind of a personality or a uh, Myers Briggs, Meyer, Myers uh, Briggs. Myers Briggs. Yeah. I always want to say Briggs and Stratton. That's a <laughs> no, something old. different. Yeah. Anyway, one of those tests. And, and I came off the charts on anger. I had no, I didn't think of myself as angry. And, you know, and my pastor was like, Brent, you got an anger problem? And I'm like, I don't think so. You jerk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, but it's been neat to see that, you know, the Lord work on that. But yeah, it was helpful. Um, in a lot of ways, but, um, it doesn't necessarily solve, you know, everything that comes up, you know, I think right. there's still, there's still work to do after that, but what about unrealistic expectations or just kind of, um, false things people believe about marriage that I, I, you wish I, more people knew? I feel like I under, understood like some of the ugly stuff before I got into it. <laughs> like, like we lived together and our relationship was horrible. Like it was volatile and like we were already it was already so ugly and so messy and and so um, like fragile that I, I there wasn't a lot of surprises <laughs> yeah. when that continued to rear its head. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like <laughs> oh, this is just more of like we're, we we got like we know how to do this, you know? Right. <laughs> Which is don't do that. Like don't completely wrong. But uh, yeah, uh, what was the question? Well, just the, <laughs> unrealistic unrealistic expectations people have. Yeah, I had none going uh, yeah. into going into marriage. Like not not you guys. Oh, that other people have. Yeah, just what do you oh, what, all, what do you see that's, that's kind of, of problematic? Look, we li- we live in like our heads are in the clouds as far as like the stuff that we watch and are influenced by, especially Hollywood stuff. I mean, I think that's where we get um, our greatest expectations for yeah. anything in our life, right. mostly marriage is that we'll watch a movie that we love <laughs> and we'll just assume that, that somehow we're going to take part in some of what we see there. And, uh, it's, it's, it's not true. Right. It's just not true. Yeah. I was thinking like yeah. the soulmate thing. Um, right. This yeah. idea that you've got that one, complete. that one person oh, out sure. there that is the, the, you know, the end to your yang. And when you find them, yeah. everything's going to come together yeah. and you have that mindset. So you're thinking, okay, this is it. For sure. And then when it doesn't happen, you think, Oh, that wasn't it. But sure. the next one will be. And so you're just kind of running through life trying yeah. to find that person. And it seems like, um, that's, I wish more people would understand that, uh, the yin to your yang is Christ yeah. yep. and he's the only one that can satisfy and complete For you. Sure. And if you're trying to find another human being to do that, yeah. I mean, you're just, it's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. 
and, and the pressure that that puts on somebody. I mean, can you imagine having to complete somebody right. or be the, you know, be the one that solves all their problems and makes them feel whole? I mean, I can't even do that for myself. Why would I be able to do that for somebody else? So, yeah, I think yeah. on that note, um, finding someone that, um, like you're saying, soulmate, it's, someone that you have a lot of things in common with is another misconception. Like, so we, we have all these things in common, right? Therefore it's going to equal success. Um, and that simply doesn't work. <laughs> um, and, and it doesn't mean that the opposite works either. You know, I'm going to find someone who's not like me and, and then we're going to, we're going to complete each other. And that's going to, uh, not necessarily maybe, right. but like there's no, there's no formula or pattern to how much you have in common or don't yeah. when it comes to successful marriage. But that, but that's another misconception too, mm-hmm. often with people is your identity's wrapped up in this this common thing. I mean, let's just face it, kids is one of the biggest ones. People get married, they have kids, there's yeah. their common ground, right? So they can come together while they're co-parenting these kids and raising these kids and then the kids are gone and now we're seeing halftime divorces like all over the place where once the kids leave the house, they just split. Like yeah. they're, they're like, okay, well, our common ground is gone. So, see? Yeah. so I think that's a misconception too or just a misplacement of identity or, right. or that which makes your marriage strong. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it doesn't necessarily. So, yeah. Well, I think there's a misconception to even just about what love is, right? <clears throat> we, we tend to from, because of Hollywood, you yep. know, we think that, you know, love is a feeling. Sure. Um, and, you know, feelings come and go, they, they ebb and flow, <clears throat> they're up, they're down. Um, and, you know, we live in a culture that, okay, the feelings are down. Well, I, you know, I'm just going to bail. Um, right. Go do something else or look for someone else. But, you know, when we look at Christ's love and we look at how the Bible portrays love, it's it's a choice much more than it's um, feelings are involved. Yeah, it's an action. But, yeah, it's an yeah. action. It's a choice, yep. an intentional yeah. choice that you make, especially when you don't feel it. Yep. And so you that's know, why me and my wife are still we, together right yeah. there. I was going to talk about it later, but we'll get into it. it yeah. yeah, I figured it's we'd coming, get yeah. into it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is, uh, you know. Marriage is much harder than, than most people think it's going to be. And if your expectation is that that other person is going to, you know, be that, that one that makes you happy finally, you don't go and thinking that you're going to be the one that makes them happy finally. You, you go and thinking yeah. they're going to be the ones that do that for you. And that's, you know, you're setting yourself up for a, a big shock. Um, so that's kind of the downside. But what, what, do, what do you guys love about being married? <laughs> you got to come up with something, guys. <laughs> when, your when things aren't bad, this. I love it. <laughs> I mean, two, two are better than one. It's better to to have you know somebody to share life with. Yeah, um, it's just better. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and and reverse your you complete me thing and yeah. use it in a good way. Yeah. Um. So like she absolutely compliments me in every way. She absolutely brings to the table things that I would fall apart over. Like think, like I would be an absolute disaster. <laughs> without like bills get paid and things like that (laughs) even in other ways i mean um she she is such a um a strength a a source of strength i mean not replacing the lord obviously but there's just there's just so much that she brings i sometimes i'll contemplate it like the longer we're married like um it'll hit me like what if she dies before me and 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 I, i don't want this to sound like it's i i don't idolize her she's not my idol right but at the same time like that's sobering because of how much god brings to my life through this woman yeah right to consider that she i may not have her someday like blows my mind and it's it's just there's so much happiness and and joy that i derive from her i like the word you use compliment right yeah complete so complete and compliment are two very different things for sure um, there was a book that uh, somebody gave us before we got married, and it was called Incompatibility, Grounds for a Great Marriage. Mm. 
And it, it's kind of funny because you think that, no, you have to be compatible on yep. all these things if we're going to. And it's like, no, sometimes, you know, the fact that you're very, if, if I was married to somebody just like me, it would probably drive me crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Joy is very different than me. Sure. Um, and, and they are some of the same things that will anger you as well. Sure. So, yeah. Some of those things are the very same <laughs> oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Right. But we're, when we're in our right mind and they're being used right, we yeah. know that they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they're not something to be angry at. They're something to be blessed by. Sorry. Yeah. I no, I mean, I just like Joy's very optimistic. She's very, um, uh, go with the flow kind of thing. You know me, I'm not necessarily like that. And so to have somebody you're, in my life. You're pretty optimistic. Well, I, 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 I'm, work, I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, part of that's because she's been that way. But my, my natural tendency was to be more pessimistic and more just, yeah. you know, not very adaptable and Are stuff. You and sure? so, yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, so I love that she's not like me in that regard. She's very different. And, and it, you know, um, it, it makes everything much better. She you know, hopes all things, believes all things. All of that stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I love that. You know, like you you'd said, that it just makes this journey um, more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, you've got companionship, all that kind of stuff. Ultimately, Christ is the one that completes me, and I know that. And that's where my hope is found, and that's where my, my you know, my joy is wrapped up in that relationship. Um, and yet marriage is this wonderful thing that kind of just as an addition to that. Right, um, yeah, it's, it's a good gift from God. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at what, uh, well, I'll just skip ahead a little bit here and say uh, Paul Tripp in his book um, on marriage makes the argument that the biggest problem in your marriage is you. What do you guys think about that? What does he mean? What do you, what do you, do you agree? <laughs> I'm you deeply think? offended yeah. by what he said. <laughs> yeah, we all are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, is this even disputable? Like, well, like, I think people don't want to. I mean, yeah, I nobody think, wants to I think admit it. Would, you, because so many people would say, no, 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 no. they're the yeah. problem. Right. No, for sure. If only they. I mean, would, we hear it all the time, would, right? If he would. Yeah. When we go into rescue, you yeah. know, do marital counseling because it's in shambles. This is, it's just finger pointing. Right. Yeah. And this is just true. I wish people would understand this. Like, yeah. it's like, stop being about you, yeah. and, and and like she'll change overnight. And he'll change overnight just right. because of you not being about you. Yeah. <laughs> right? It doesn't mean that it's taking care of other things that are happening, but like it's it's a perspective thing. It starts with who's most important. Yeah. That, I mean, that has so yeah. much to do with how we approach and what we receive out of a relationship is what our disposition is. Is it us at the center of it or is it others like the Bible says? It yeah. just changes everything. I read once a quote from Mark Devon. It wasn't even in the context of marriage, but I think it really applies. And he says it's a shameful thing to be an expert in the sin of another. Mm. And spouses, like, like we're experts in each other's sin, mm-hmm. right? Spouses know each other's sin at a level that, you know, like my wife knows my sin at a level that you guys don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know her sin at a level that nobody else knows. And so it makes it easy to point the finger. Um, and it's, it, it's a messed up thing, but... Um, it's easy to default to that. Yeah. In some sense, though, um, the idea that um, you're you're fully known by that person right. more than anybody else and, and still fully loved is something that... Um, Are you going Calorotis? Yes, yeah. a little bit, because I think that's something... <laughs> I, when I talk to people a lot, um, when they have that grass is greener or there's somebody else out there for me kind of mentality, I, I try to remind them, it's like, you found somebody that knows you, like the real you. Yeah. And wanted to say vows and right. and and marry you, and and you're deal. and you're not you know seeing the value in that. It's like this isn't you know you have this idea of something else out there maybe, but there's very few people that are going to put up with the real you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that was kind of what was behind it. Our 25 years, I I asked her to marry me again, and part of it was just because of the way we married each other the first time, and yeah, did everything wrong, and 
things we didn't know and ways we didn't love each other. And now we had this 25 years of, of having kids and going through life and growing in the Lord. And so I wanted to do that again. But that, that was, I think, maybe the biggest thing for me was marriage the first time I didn't, I didn't know that that much. Like, oh, she fully knows all the bad things about me. And, you know, but 25 years later, I knew that about her. That she has absolutely seen me in my worst, darkest, ugliest moments. Right. And she still accepts me and receives me. And, and wants to be me. married to you. Right. And yeah. so that's kind of yeah. why we went <clears throat> we went back to vows at twenty at the twenty four. Yeah, that's not a that's not a, that, a thing. We were take. both telling each other, you know what, considering everything that we've yeah. lived through, I will do this again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not something to take lightly. So if yeah. you found somebody that that knows you know, you're good, bad, and the ugly yep. about you and, and they want to be married to you. Um, value that. Yep. I mean, that's a that's an amazing yeah, thing. For sure. Absolutely. Um, for sure. Um, you know, the idea that that you're the biggest problem in your marriage, you know, or the biggest problem in your marriage is is me. Um, I know that that rubs us the wrong way and 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 doesn't, you know. But it, it's true. When it's I so when I start freeing. to look at my when I start to look at the problems that are going on in my marriage, the things that I want to complain about, I can almost always, if I'm being honest, look back and see that it's something that I am contributing to. Yep. If, if I would do this different, if I would talk to her different, if I would, if I would, you know, just whatever it is, yep. love her better. Um, these things wouldn't probably yep. be going on. Not, not every time, but in For general, sure. that's just a truth. Look, there, there, there are days when she is the biggest enemy to me on earth. Yeah. And there are days where I feel so blessed by her and the difference right. on those days is where I'm putting myself in that marriage. Yeah. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. Like it's not it's not rocket science. It's it's how I'm viewing me yeah. in the midst of that marriage. Right. Am I less self or more self? And it directly directly goes to how I interpret the whole thing. Yeah. It's funny they have the love languages, you know, people say, you know, there's these different uh -huh. ideas. And and it's helpful to think in these terms because when you know what your love language is and know what your wife's love language is, you can, you know, have a target to kind of shoot at and try to express love properly. But my love language is self. <laughs> that's, yeah. not, that's not <laughs> right. that's not on the list of the love languages. I think that's <laughs> a universal one. But bro. that's like yeah. if I think about, you know, me, that that's that's it. Yeah. Um I just, you know, I'm selfish. Yeah. And yeah. I want everything to work my way, and I want everything to go my way, and I want, you know, um, it's just, so I am the biggest problem in my marriage. I'll second that about yeah. you. Yeah. Well, and, and again, when you, when, you can, when you can get to that understanding and realize it, it is revolutionary. It changes the, everything. It is, yeah. You know, you already said that, but it does change everything. It's, it's freedom. Like, that's where the liberation and the freedom is yep. from, like, just the sin and the oppression and the, and the fight that goes on and the... Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. So, so things that have helped your marriage to work. Um, I know there's a lot of different things we could probably talk about here and I know what the big E on the I chart's going to be here, but, but what are some things that have helped your marriage to work over the years? Just kind of as far as, you know, advice to maybe help people that are listening. I mean, I think you, you said it earlier, alluded to it earlier that, you know, you went into it just kind of knowing that this is a lifelong commitment mm -hmm. and like there just wasn't any other option. And, and that, that's completely lost on our culture today uh, by far. And I don't know how we recover that, but you know, that same, same for me. I mean, I just went into it just knowing like, okay, this is you know a lifelong commitment. And, um, you know, there's days where the commitment's not that hard and days where the commitment is kind of hard. Yeah. For um, sure, but just in my mind, there's just not there's not another option. Now that you forces know. you to work through things that yeah. you would otherwise just walk away from right. when you have that mindset. So well, right. you you fight you start to find yourself fighting for the marriage rather than fighting against sure. it, yeah. right? And that's yeah. that's what's lost. I think one of the big things for me, on top of saying 
that in my parents first and foremost and having that worldview yeah. as a result of seeing it in them was then my personal relationship with Christ through through those years right. of marriage is I, I was actually growing toward him during the marriage. Even in hard times of marriage, I was I was still directional toward him, which means I was in his word. And the more I was in his word, the more I was convinced of why covenant matters, lifelong right. marriage matters. Like so I had this idea and this picture of it from my parents at first, yeah. but then it became a personal conviction and reality as a result of growing closer to Christ. Right. And so it, it's more than just what you do. Yes. Right. And that's what caused me day to day by day to fight for my marriage. Right. Rather than run from it. Um the other thing I think is what you mentioned earlier is uh I, I came to a realization over the years that love is um, also a, a choice yeah. and an action. There are, time, there are times I had no love for that woman, just to be completely honest. <laughs> that woman. No, no, no love for that woman at all. Um, I felt nothing. Yeah. I felt nothing for her. And, and yet I knew that um, there was love that was able to be extended to her, even though I didn't feel it, and that needed to be extended sure. to her even though I didn't feel it. And I know that she's done the same thing for me. And so, again, it comes back to just some of our bad, some of the stuff that we've just been handed just a bunk deal on, on definitions of some of these things um, as far as how the world portrays them and stuff. And, yeah. and the Bible, again, just, just liberates us when we even discover what love is and what it looks like and yeah. how many different forms it has and well, how it conquers way. everything in all of its different forms. Yeah. You know? yeah, the only way, and sorry if I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you know, the only way that you know that we can actively make a choice to love when we're not feeling it is if we know Christ, but, right? Exactly, because um, we're we're still seeing what it looks like and we're experiencing what it looks right. like, not from this source, but from this source, right? Which allows us then to to go ahead and dispense it to this source, right? right. So, yeah. well, and even and I agree with that, but even even beyond that, it, you know, what I watched even in your marriage, and I think. Anybody that applies this is going to find that. When you accept the role that God has given you as a man and accept yep. the role that God has given you as a woman in his word, you'll find it in Ephesians chapter you know, 5 primarily and then Colossians as well. Um, we could look at it. But but basically the idea that men are called to love their wives the way Christ loved the church, yes. gave himself yeah. for her. Yep. That's a self-sacrificing love. That means, you know, it, it includes emotion, but it's yeah. that protection, that care, that cherishing, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That's what we have been called to do regardless of what she does right. under the Lord as an act of obedience and worship to him. And wives are called to, to submit to their husbands and respect them to, to you know, to basically um, honor them in that role that God has placed them as the head in their relationship. Yeah. And again, not because they deserve it, not because they're respectable, not because they, you know, any of that, but because it's what God has asked them right. to do. And so unto God, apart from what they do, whether they deserve it or not, they're supposed to do this. Yeah. When you do this, when you put it into practice, what God has designed and desires, it stinking works. Well, you, you'll, yeah. with, you'll withstand yeah. anything. You will withstand anything. Yeah. I don't care what storm or circumstance well, or scenario why. the world throws at you or Satan throws at yeah, your right. marriage. You will stand up under, under it. That's why you and Carrie are married. No, I mean, it's, I mean, I just, it's, it's yeah. yeah, I've seen it, it's you know, I, I've had, it's, it's easier to see it in another relationship than your own sometimes, but I mean, I've literally had front row seats to your marriage for over 20 years now. You have I, seen the worst. Well, I saw what it was, you know, yeah. and, I, and I see what it is now. Yeah. And, and there came a point where I, I watched something shift, a dramatic shift in both of you where you just said, you know what, I'm going to start doing what God has asked me yeah. to do unto him. Yes. Yeah. Period. Yes. And, and it, it revolutionized yes. your marriage. It doesn't mean your marriage is perfect now. I know no. it's still, you know, it still has its struggles, but it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
it works. Yeah. And, and it's just something people don't pay attention to. I don't know right? what the bulk of like the premarital counseling is spent on for you guys when you do it, but mine is literally with them in the same room, um, dealing with each of them and emphasizing their ongoing relationship to God. That like it's that's it. We can sit and we can right. do tests and we can try to speculate on uh, how how they're going to get along and share the same bathroom and one sink and one <laughs> toilet and you know what I mean, one dog, whatever. Um, but like not, not, nothing, in my opinion, should be emphasized and focused on more than their continuing commitment to growing this way. Right. Yep. Rather than trying to figure out this one, if you're growing this way, this one's it's just going to snap into place, man. Right. It's, yep. It clicks, and so th- this has got to be everything. And I think, I think there was a point when me and my wife had an epiphany. It yeah. might have been separate, might have been around the same time where that clicked. Yeah, and we went, oh my gosh, like we've been putting the wrong thing first, and that's part of our frustration and our failure, right? Our depression, our unhappiness. Like th- this is the thing, right? This is the source of happiness, identity. And then I actually have something to offer somebody. <laughs> right. Well, and then, and then so, the yeah. amazing thing is you get into this, this cycle. So when you're loving your wife the way your God has asked you to, um, it's going to be easy for her to submit to your authority. And when she submits to you and shows respect to you, it's going to be easier for you to love her. Right. And right. you get into this good cycle of right. like, okay, so, this, so is, one's, this is clicking. Yes. But yeah. then there's the negative So one's cycle. not dependent on the other. Nope. So she doesn't do her role well, depending on if I'm doing my role right. well and vice versa. Yeah. Exactly. But if I am doing my role well, it's going to make it easier for her to put her, yeah. you know, her you foot on the, yeah. on the gas. Seriously, if you want yeah. your marriage to be you know, do what God's asked. And then also like, you know, if you want your wife to respect you, try to be as respectable as respectable as you possibly can. If you want, you know, wives, if you want your husbands to love you, be as lovable as you can and make their job easier. That that's, you know, but, but what I watch so many marriages do is they get into this negative cycle of, well, he's not loving me. So I'm not showing him any respect. And then the guy's like, well, she doesn't show me any respect, you know, so I'm just going to, you know, so so they're both in a a continuous state of disobedience. As much as they feed each other positively, they also feed each other the reverse. You're in one of the, you're in one of those cycles and you can really see it when you sit down and talk with people. You're you're either in this negative cycle or you're in the, in the, in the godly cycle. Right. And one works and one destroys a marriage. But the focus should never be, is this dude doing the Ephesians five thing? And is this woman be that, so that's the whole reason we did a sermon once where yeah. we kicked the women out, talked to the men. Like, it's none of your business how they're doing. Some of the biggest testimonies to me have been um, women or men that are that are married to a spouse who is just a mess in every way, spiritually, um, relationally. They're, like, horrible. Um, and yet this person is so committed to God yeah. <laughs> that, that, that they're just, there's just gospel pouring out of them yeah. regardless of... To the, and that's where the money's at. I mean, that's that's really where this thing happens, and and where the good stuff happens too. Yeah, yeah. And then if, you know, take that. Like, so if you remove all of what we just talked about from the equation, I mean, marriage is, is just generally good for people and good for society, and I think God designed it to be that way. But when you remove the Christian aspect from marriage, like you just put a huge barrier in front of, you know, like there's a brick wall in front of you. It's surprising right. then that any of them survive. Right. That there's any lifelong marriages with non-believers. Right. <laughs> like that's the yeah. part that blows my mind. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is a, a, an unbeliever can implement oh, totally. what we just talked about. Oh, and, totally. and it actually will, it sure. works. Because I mean, it's God's yeah. design. It's God's design. Designed so, it to work. you know, you follow the blueprints that he's given yeah. to us and it's like, hey, wow, this actually, this yeah, there's, actually works. There's basic right. life wisdom, yeah. even for marriage Absolutely. in the Bible. But even with all that, yeah. it 
blows my mind that without the most important piece, yeah. um, anyone has a lifelong marriage that's even happy. Right. <laughs> and and sometimes I mean, you know, you're, you're get away with without it. blueprints, and how do you think that's going to go? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, why is it so important for Christian marriages to succeed? I mean, Ephesians 5 tells us that the mystery of marriage is. Is, is the gospel. Yep. Yeah. And so God has given us in his good design for marriage a way to show the world yep. the gospel, to display the gospel um, to the world. And so when we as Christians don't get marriage right, you know, we're, we're kind of marring the image of the gospel that God has given us. <laughs> so, I think I think it's like the 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 single greatest like um, visual testimony to the gospel yeah. that God has given to human beings is marriage. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you've got a, you've exactly got a, you've right got a God that said. has every reason every day to divorce us, to divorce us, yeah. to walk away, to leave us, forsake us, find somebody yep. better. Yep. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he stays, he stays and, and, and he loves perfectly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To a bride that's unfaithful. That's, uh, that's not very lovely. That's, you know, that's cheating on him. You know, I mean, it's just, and yet he, he stays, and this is what the, this is the heart of what the gospel this is message the gospel, is. Yeah. Um, and so when, when we walk away from our marriages, you know, and again, there's times when this happens and I know that, you know, there's people, I'm not, we're not trying to beat anybody up right now, no. but I just wish more people understood the testimony to the world that, yeah. that merit, that Christian marriage is, yep. um, and what it says about the gospel and what it says about our God. Um, yep. and, and just put more, more time and thought into that than, than sometimes maybe they do. Yeah. So, Agreed. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you that. What would you say to a person then that's been divorced? Because, you know, obviously uh, 50% of marriages end in divorce, which means about half of our people probably right. have been through this. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times you, you end up putting like a red D on their chest. and Yeah, an armband yeah. 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 with a red <laughs> yeah. D. Yeah. yeah, so what would you say to somebody that's been divorced? I would say the same thing that you just said. I, I would actually take that and move it over. <laughs> where the gospel is everything and it needs to be everything even in even in your divorce. So there there could be disobedience, there could be things that you could have done better or whatever. Um but even in that brokenness for a believer, they need to still know that Christ is everything for them, that he yeah. has not divorced them. So I think I think it starts with the guilt um that that someone can buy into immediately following that and that is that the the, the gospel is just as good here he makes everything new <laughs> yeah. his, his mercies are new every day again that's not um it, some people don't want to lead with that because it it just makes us think that it's not a very big deal and we're letting grace abound and yep god's just gonna love me anyway but <laughs> but it's a different thing than that for someone who's broken over it and someone who's who's weighed down with guilt over it because it's it's meaningful to them i think that we need to start with the gospel in someone's divorce okay yeah, yeah. amen that's good well yeah. i think if you were to talk to anybody that's bit that's gone through it it's like a bomb goes off in their life i mean yeah for it's, sure it's no small thing and you know so right um the guilt and the, the you know the the feeling of shame and embarrassment and everything because you know it's a big deal to not have that work out mm, uh, right. when you thought it was going to and sometimes you have control over it and sometimes you don't depending on you know the scenario yeah. so i think that's the that's the excellent starting point yeah, yeah. Um, Although in our culture now, it's a less shameful thing than it used to be. That's the problem. And, and it's yeah. more, yeah. even now, it can be kind of a badge because I'm doing what's yeah. best for me or, yeah. you know, seeking my own happiness. Yeah. You know, again, right. we just have kind of a jacked even in the church of things, yeah. so, so it's less shameful. But, right. um, you know, God redeems. And, and that, you know, that's what I would say to somebody is like, we have the hope as Christians of redemption. So kind of no matter what's behind me, 
um, you know, I can look forward to, mm-hmm. you know, redemption that can only come through Christ. And For so sure. he can redeem my mistakes and, you know, whatever I contributed to a past divorce or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, if, if I didn't have the hope of redemption, I just think about this in, in my life almost on a daily basis. If I didn't have the hope of redemption, I just, I wouldn't sleep. For sure. But but have the yeah. hope that, that Christ can and will, you know, redeem anything that yeah, I screw up. Yeah, because if, if you, are, assuming right? you are a pretty mature believer, you know, um, yeah, that you've been in the Lord a long time and you're solid and um, like you, you can think that you have this mark on you before God. It could yeah. be this thing that that always mars you in your relationship with the Lord um, that you always go back there and say, well, this is just what I am. Yeah. This is just how God sees me. And we need to understand that uh, that he sees us beyond, well beyond yeah. that. It is a different thing because it, it, repentance in regards to a divorce is a is a it's a hard thing to quantify or define. Sure. You know, when has that happened or when is it, when have, when has it been enough or what, you know? Mm. And so, because you're in a state of this, you can't, you can't necessarily fix it. So, yeah. you know, for, for people that are in this kind of where, where is repentance done and where is redemption, you know, when has it taken place? And I guess for me, I would just say, if you've done everything you can to, to make the situation right, whatever that looks like, I, you know, obviously there doesn't mean you necessarily get remarried, but you've gone and taken all the steps that you know God would have you take to make sure that you've done what you can. Maybe that means reconciliation. Maybe it just means mm-hmm. apologizing. Yeah. Um, there, there comes a point where you've repented to the degree that you can, and then you have to believe the gospel yep. and know that in Christ you are forgiven yeah. and, and, and live in that freedom of forgiveness, yep. um, which is something that is, you know, <clears throat> and, and then, you know, hopefully the church... Does a good job of that as well because we can be the you know the worst sure. in that regard. But. So I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Regarding this, and I, I already think I know the answer. Have you guys ever been in a position where you have suggested divorce to somebody? I have not. The hard thing is that um, separation. Yes, I have um, because th- there could be some danger involved. There could be a, a situation sure. where somebody is. Um, I, w- I would I would not want to. Um, suggest divorce. The problem is that the way our culture is set up and the way our, our legal system is set up and the way our financial stuff is set up, that if you, if you stay married and don't get some kind of a, yeah. um, uh, you know, the paper that says this, you're, you, you've still got this weird situation yep. financially right. and, and in every way with, it gets complicated. Yeah, se- separation leaves everything in limbo. Yeah. And it's like, no, we need to like poop or get off the pot. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I need, yeah. I need money. I need closure. I need, you know what I mean? And so I would say, you know, this is a last kind of yep. resort thing, but I would, uh, separation has to happen sometimes. Um, if divorce has to happen, you know, for a legal reason or whatever, I would still say in the sight of God, this is, this is still, you know, the goal is to fix this yep, until, yeah. until, until, you know, there is no way that it can be fixed. Yep. Yeah, and so I would not, I, I would write off remarriage. I would say, don't even think about yep. that. It's crazy to me how many people get divorced and, and get remarried within a year. So, right. Yeah. So it, this is um, one of the things back to your question that I was, I was thinking like, what are, what are some of the ways you pastor someone that's come out of that? And that is one of the first ones is like, go ahead, go ahead and like be married to God, like even more so than you ever were before right now. Don't, don't yeah. do the rebound thing. Don't medicate yeah. with somebody else. Don't get on a dating site. Um, don't open your eyes looking for this next Sunday when you walk into church, like, like be even more married to God for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like let him refresh you and, and fill you and um, grow you through 
what this is that you just went through. Sure. Like, don't even look over here. Like, make this your full commitment and your full right. relationship. I mean, and then, of course, there's that thing where you have, you know, 10 years down the road, that, that person's sure. left you. They've gotten remarried. Sure. Um, God brings somebody into your life. Again, I would say let your pastors, let the people that know you and love you the most guide you through that yeah. time. Um, don't don't go into another marriage Agreed. lightly. Yeah, um, totally I've agree. seen them work. And praise God that, you know, he's redemptive and, and, it, and it can. I've seen some beautiful second marriages take place of mm-hmm. Christian couples that sure. I admire their marriage. God has blessed them. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. But I've seen far more no doubt. that end within a year, yeah. um, no you know, and then the second, then the third one does the same thing. And the fourth, you know, it's just yeah. like yeah. at some point you've got to stop looking to that, you know, well, that is the you, answer. You entangle your life with somebody else's untangling, you yeah. know, unbaking the cake, so to speak. Like it's always complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E- even if it's, you know, kind of beyond repair, you know, can't be fixed. I mean, just always complicated mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. And yeah. and it just kind of boggles my mind that people are so quick to go do that again without yeah. thinking about, okay, where did the last one you know, Well, go it goes back and, to our first unrealistic expectation. Yep. It's yeah. the idea that I, when I find that person, I'll, I'll finally be happy. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, so. there, there's and a, a lot reason of time, that, yeah. that God has designed marriage to be, you know, one man, one woman, monogamous for life. Right. God didn't design marriages to be untangled, or He didn't design lives to be intertwined. The apart two from become covenant. one in flesh is a right. real thing, and yeah. that 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 and what God has brought together. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and you can't tear that apart cleanly, right, you know. Right. And you talk to anybody that's been through it, and they will tell you this: that they will be the first ones to say, "No, you're gonna," you know. It is a tear. It, it's a tear, no matter what. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. And it's tough. So, you know, it, make every effort. Is I guess what I would say. You know, yeah. and I think we would all say before. You know, before you just pack it in and, and run off. I do the same um, thing. Yeah. I've never told anyone to divorce. I can't even think of a situation, even the worst situations, where I would tell somebody to. But we have when they're bad enough. Said you need to get out of the house. Right. There, there needs to be separation. There needs to be counseling. There needs to be plans put in place to try to reconcile this and move in a direction. Um, the problem is, and I think you started to hit on it, is uh, separation is nothing anymore. It used to actually be a time where you could refresh, you could adjust, and you could come back and reconcile. Now right. it's just a stepping stone to divorce. It's exactly. almost like practice. It's pre-divorce. <laughs> it's practice for living without this person. Yeah. Well, right. when you're living in this yeah. volatile situation and now you get to where you can breathe and have peace, yeah. that's way better yeah. um, for a time. Well, if you figure you it know? out. If right. you find that it's working, it's like, oh, gosh, like, yeah. like yeah. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. Can yeah. Do this. yeah. 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 And, and then you just kind of you know keep going from there. Yeah. But, um, so t- let's talk a little bit about singleness because I think this is something that um, – you know, exists in the church and people don't know exactly what to do with this. I think a lot of single people feel, you know, like they're cursed or that maybe, sure. you know, God doesn't have anybody for them. Mm-hmm. And they have this mindset that it's, you know, uh, not the greatest place to be, but maybe what would you say to them? Same thing. Yeah. Be, be, be married to the body of <laughs> right. Christ, grow closer to God. Like, like right. find your fulfillment in Christ. E- exactly. E- easier said than done. But, e- uh, no, no total. I can't even imagine. Like, I'm, I'm not like Paul. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I couldn't do what Paul did when he says that in Corinthians. Like, I'm, a, I'm a guy that that need needed to be married, and I still need to be married. Yeah. But so, isn't, so it's, isn't it true that even if something were to happen, you know, God forbid, but would God's grace be sufficient? And the answer is yes. I would hope when, when we put our when we put our faith and trust in Him, yes. it is. So are, yeah. you know, are you wired to be single? Probably, maybe not everybody is, but I know God can sustain us through that, sure. those times. Yeah. And there is no, you know, again, if your if your expectation is that I'm going to be fu- my fulfillment, my satisfaction is going to be found in my relationship with God, exactly. not in somebody else. Right. If you can settle that, which that, again is 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 just as true for the married person. Correct. Right. It's the yes. same formula it in is. both, whether yeah. you're single or married. Um, it, it has it has to be our identity anchored 
in Christ in, Christ, in the work of Christ right. in order for happiness to be there. Right. So I can be just as unhappy married as that dude is unhappy single if we're not going to the source of our happiness. Yeah. Well, and right? again, I would just say there's people that are single that, you know, or keep thinking they got to find that person. Yep. And then they get into that relationship. And most of the time, it, it's especially if you've been single for a long time, that's really hard totally. to bring two lives yeah, together. Totally. You know, and, and it's not all it's cracked up to be. You realize pretty quickly, like, okay, this was not what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you can be content and single, um, Paul would say that that's a pretty good place to be. And yeah. in some ways you're, you're less tangled up in, in, you know, having to worry about somebody else. And, for sure. um, and if you if you can pour into the church and ministry and, and find fulfillment in that, yep. it's actually a great place yep. to marry to, the church to be. Yeah. yeah Paul, yeah. Paul actually goes into that. That that's, that's yeah. the context of the singleness statement that he makes. First, like I wish you were like seven. It is seven. Yeah. Where it's like you, when, when you're not married, when you're single like me, like the sky's the limit with what you can do for God. With yeah. the way you can pour your life out for the for the gospel and where you can go, and how you do it, like you don't have these he calls them worldly things yeah. that you have to take care of first, being a wife and a job and kids and right. Um, and so, like there's there's so many there's so many assets um, as far as just all full full you know, running full stop sure. for the yeah. Lord, you know? Well, at the end of the day... Be, Don't know why I had be, a hard time getting that out just now. <laughs> I had, like, four different things going through my be, head. Being married and being single are both require faith in God. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's where your contentment comes from, yeah. is, is trusting God in your marriage or trusting God in your singleness. Totally. And again, easier said than done. Right. But, but both are an act of faith uh, in, in God at the end of the day. Yep. And if you do get to that point, you know, as a single person where you, 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 you think you found somebody or whatever... Don't make that decision alone. Bring bring your your church family, yeah. especially your church totally. pastors, hopefully into that to try to you know make sure that everybody sees this as a as a good yeah. thing. And not, yeah. I just a lot of heartache could be avoided if if people would just you know I don't know involve some more people in that decision. Yes. People yeah. that know them and love them and can 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 see with a little bit more yes. clarity. Because when when you you know got the love blinders on or whatever those the love goggles, I don't know what that's 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 a silly thing, but <laughs> you, you don't see right. You know, yeah. love. You, Goggles. That's pretty good, isn't it? Beer goggles yes. are the thing. I've never yeah. heard of love goggles, but you I guess the that idea. makes sense. You, you, just, you just see things the way you want to see them because you, you yes. got the you know you got the little warm squishy feelings, and all of a yeah, sudden yeah. you're 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 not being practical or realistic about things because yeah. yeah. you know. And we know it we when we're not sharing it, right? I mean, we yeah. know why we're not sharing it. We know why we're not asking for counsel. Well, we'll see people yeah. disappear for a while, and then they come back, you know. <laughs> they come back married. Engaged or married. Right. But I got <laughs> and, and, you know, it doesn't mean it won't Congratulations. Work, but, but often, yeah. it, you know, it, it's not, it's it's troublesome. So. Yeah. I mean, when we when we buck God's design, like, we're, we're just, again, putting a barrier in front of us, mm. shooting ourselves yeah. in the foot, and, and people just don't, they don't get it. What about somebody right now who's struggling in their marriage? What would you say to them? I think there's this. Um, I think we said it all, but yeah. well, I, I would say this, I guess, because I I think there's people that are just ashamed or embarrassed to to talk about sure. problems in their marriage For to sure. say that they're struggling. Everybody just pretends like it's going along well, and we all have struggles in our yes. marriage. This is not an uncommon thing, and, and so you know to to just know that you don't have to keep this secret. You, you know, is it embarrassing? Sure, um, but you know, get help. Yeah, talk about it. Um, open up to somebody and let them know what's going on and don't just keep it secret because there are, right. there are, there is help, there's support, there's yeah. prayer, there's so many things, counseling, there's so many things that can help you. Don't go it alone yeah. and, and just, you know, especially if it's already been festering for a while, yeah. do something now. Yep. That's part of what yeah. saved our marriage too. Yeah. Is um, not keeping it to ourselves and saving face. 
and going, oh gosh, this is, you know, this is too shameful to share with the church because everyone, everyone here has smiles on in their marriage. Yeah. And uh, we let people know and we got counsel and we got help and um, like, yeah, is it humiliating? Yeah. But again, like, do we want to save the marriage or do we want to look good as we look, go down? There's this, <laughs> right. there's this Instagram <laughs> version of marriage and family that exists. It's not real. Yeah. And we see right. it and we, we, we see, know that it's not we real. see all these pictures and we just think, and then, you know, we can just tell you that I, I we see these pictures of these families all the time. Yep. And even, even in our own families, you know, we have, we, there's real struggles. Yep. Uh, you know, this week some struggles came into our family and, yep. and they were, you know, hard. Yep. And I bet some struggles came into, you know, yours yep. as well. Sure. And we can always pretend like it doesn't exist, but yep. don't think you're the only one out there that's, that's going through things. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. And it's better to be open and honest and For talk sure. about them, get some help. I, I'm remembering as you're talking several years ago, uh, was in a church where, uh, this guy had been coming not very long, maybe a month. And he was a guy like some of us had grown up with him. So we knew him, uh, big, big dude, probably six, three. And he was a golden glove boxer, just, you know, tough guy, you know, man's man. And, um, you know, kind of stuff hit the fan in his life, which prompted him to start coming to church. And there was a Wednesday night where, uh, he just stood up and, and this, like, we didn't have a sharing time at our church. So this was kind of weird, but he just stood up this big beast of a man and just started crying and said, like, my marriage is struggling and I need help mm. and I'm at my wits end. That's awesome. And it was cool. I mean, people gathered around him and prayed for him and, and started walking with him through this struggle. Uh, and we watched, you know, a marriage turn around just because of this guy's humility, mm. yep. um, you know, to stand up and say a shameful and embarrassing thing in front of, you know, some people they didn't know all that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God used it, you know, to bring redemption into their marriage. Yep. Um, and it was a beautiful thing. This is what church is supposed to be. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. What about resources, um, helpful resources or people, you know, things we can maybe steer some people towards that have been helpful to you or. I think we probably all would have the same couple of books at least yeah. on our list. You know, the, the Paul Tripp book. I think they just renamed it, but it was uh, previously it was called, what were you expecting? I don't know what the new What did you expect? Yeah. What yeah. did you expect? Yeah. It's called something else now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've said this before, like Paul Tripp understands, you know, the human, like he gets in your head. <laughs> Um, more than anybody I know, and then Tim Keller's book, The Meaning of Marriage, where you know Keller understands kind of humanity as a whole. Uh, those are both, I think, just really fantastic uh, resources. There's probably others out there, but those are a couple of go-tos. Um, you know, my short list. Mm-hmm. Piper's got a book called uh, The uh, Meaning this, of this, Meaning. This, sorry, this, this momentary, momentary marriage. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Momentary marriage. yep. Uh, that's also good. Uh, the, the trip that series, the, the marriage seminar, uh, we have access to that. The video series of it. Yeah. And we would also, if you know, if you're watching and you're, you'd be interested in that, we would we would get another one going here at the church. Um, yeah. uh, you know, if we had enough people that were, uh, not enough people, just people that that were interested in going through it, we would do that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on a weeknight or something like yeah. that as well. And the other resource I would just point out is is uh, you've got three pastors that yeah. have been married for a long time, and, and we we don't have perfect marriages, but. Uh, we we believe in biblical marriage. We believe yeah. in keeping marriages together for the sake of the gospel. And and we, you know, without yeah. charge, Amen. we would spend a lot of time with you yeah. um, happily yeah. to try to help you through yes. your marriage stuff. Yeah. So many people don't want to embarrass themselves by by going to their pastors. They want to find somebody else out there that they yeah. can talk to. Um, secular counseling can be helpful at times, but um, you know we would be committed to giving you biblical counseling. Yeah. And I think God's desire and design for marriage is really clear. Yeah. Um, so that's another option. Yeah. Yep. And that's a great point about, you know, secular counseling that it can be helpful, but, but, but it's not the gospel. You're not going to get the gospel no. in secular counseling. And no. I don't want to sit here and beg on secular counseling, but uh, it, it's just going to fall short of, yeah. um, you know, well, I think they're actually even going to very often do the opposite of what we just said. 
right. and say the biggest problem in your marriage is something outside of you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and try to tell you. I think they'll be really good at giving you practicalities and helps, yeah. which yeah. Are, which is good. But I think they'll also be very good at framing everything in a way to still make you think that you're the most important person in that. It's <laughs> correct, and that's sure. the problem. It is. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to kill that part. Yep. Agreed. Okay. That's all I got. I fellas. love. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your marriages. I appreciate that you guys have been married for so long. I love when I run into people these days like older couples that are like, oh, we've been married 40 years or 50 years. And like, it's so cool because you don't see it anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you well, still we're, see we're, people. We're starting to get to be those people. We're starting to, well, <laughs> we're, we're on the way there, you know. By the grace of God, like my hope is that we will be. My yeah. hope is that I will be married 40 years or 50 years and have some youngster come yeah. up and be like, oh, you guys been together like, since we were 16. Like we've been married 50 years, you know. I have an aunt and uncle that celebrated 62 years this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who's married? That? I mean, people just usually don't live long enough to be married. Yeah, for know, sure. 62 years, that's just, that's a feat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. One of you guys want to pray? Yeah, I'll pray. God, thanks for today and uh, for our discussion. Pray that it was helpful to people. Um, pray that you would uh, just help all of us uh, as believers who um, uh, belong to you, that you would help us to display uh, within our marriages uh, the truth of the gospel uh, to a watching world. Uh, pray that you would help uh, us as husbands uh, to love our wives. Pray that you would help our wives to, to respect their husbands. Uh, and that as we do those things, that we would uh, say something to the people around us about who you are and what you've done uh, for us. And I do pray for uh, those that might be out there uh, that are struggling uh, in significant ways, that uh, that they would uh, be able to uh, get the support that they need uh, through their church. And I just pray that you would help us always... Um, uh, just to, to have a more accurate display of who you are uh, in our marriages. And we ask in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.